Hello, hello, lovely listeners. I am so excited to have on the show today, Christy Williamson, who I met on LinkedIn. True story? True story. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually am hanging out way more on LinkedIn and finding it to be like actually a really great place for genuine relationship building, which I think I've missed on Instagram a little bit. Yeah, Um, really. So thank you for being an example of that. And thank you for being here. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I actually just said this to Christy before we hit record. And I was like, I need to mention this on the podcast because um, what led me to ask Christy to actually come on the podcast was just as way of background, Christy's taken part in our one-to-one coaching program for corporates. And um, we just had a catch-up call around like, how how was the experience for you really informal chit chat and as we were having the call I was like wait (laughs) this is so good I really want people to hear this and and you know the call had happened so I asked her to give us more time and come on here and share about the experience and I was saying to her how it can seem not very time hackery to do like two calls around the same thing but actually here's why it is the mistake had happened, right? Like the time was spent, the conversation had happened and my option was either to stay in that story that this was going to waste Christy's time or ask more of her or to ask her. And I mean, you were so sweet and receptive and I do appreciate that so much. Um, Of course. Just to ask her like, hey, can I have some more of your time? (laughs) So (laughs) this is a, a very... I'm very grateful to Christy for doing this. And I just wanted to share it with you all. Christy and I were just speaking about how um, mistakes happen to all of us. And you were just sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's such an important thing to remember, like you were saying about reaching out to people and just asking. I mean, I think we spend, well, speaking for myself here, but I think other people will relate. We spend so much time overthinking like, oh, if I ask this person, they're going to think I'm a nuisance or I'm going to be bothering them. But people like talking to people, people like helping out people, like just just ask the person, you know, the worst they'll say is no and you can move on. It's not a problem. Um, And yeah, we all make mistakes. The story I was kind of saying, I was just talking to a load of really high up global people whose, you know, project managers, their jobs is to get things right. And one of the main takeaways from that was mistakes happen. You've almost got to expect them to happen. And that's just a normal part of life and work. So it's nothing to be stressed about. Yeah. And I love that you're saying this because and you shared that about, you know, global leadership, because I think we get to this point where we're like, Oh, one day I will stop making mistakes. <laughs> oh, we all think that, don't we? <laughs> Never happens. We get to I, the way I say it is like we get to stay human no matter like yeah. what we achieve. Exactly. And mistakes are often the way we learn. I know certainly that some of the lessons that have stuck most in my head is where I've messed up and I've had to then learn how to undo it or fix it and also some of the best relationships in like the workplace that I've made have been when one of us has has messed up and we've been like oh my god please help me and then that's it you know you get through it together yes love that share thank you so um you got coached by one of our time hacker coaches how, <laughs> how was that experience for you it was it was 
Amazing. Like it was, I went into it already knowing it was going to be a certain level of helpful. I've worked with coaches and mentors in the past. Um, I was really interested in this program because it was kind of taking place in a context that I hadn't quite seen before. Very, you know, short, sharp coaching sessions, but lots of them over a period of time. And I was really interested to see how that would work. And I went into it a bit unsure, positive, but unsure of, because I know, you know, being time hackers, I thought, oh, it's going to be just focused on time, which is fantastic. Um, but it ended up being so much more than that. And uh, every session, I think everyone in my life knew whenever I had a session, because I would come out and be like, oh my goodness, I learned this today <laughs> in this session. Or I, I, you know, worked through this today. And where I think it was most helpful was, of course, it was about time, but it wasn't just about, you know, how good are you with your time? How how good are your boundaries of time? How productive are you? It went a lot deeper into like, what is your relationship with time? And why is that relationship with time? How did that relationship come to be? What are your thoughts? What's your belief system around time and productivity and your worth? as an employee, as a business person, as a person in general, it really went into all of that. And I was challenged a lot. I remember saying to you in our last call, the one thing I kind of took me by surprise by how much I loved it was that Emma, my coach, would challenge me on things when I would say, oh, well, you know, X, Y, Z, that happens because of this, or people think this. And she'd be like, really? Why do you think that? Is that true? Is that the case? She would always take that one next step further. You know, I was coming into this, like I've done coaching before. I know how this works. And she would always take it that like one next step. And it was, it was, it was such a helpful experience. And I've, you know, immediately was able to implement a lot of the things that she would walk me through. She was obviously very, skilled very knowledgeable as a coach and would give me very actionable specific um, advice and support that I could immediately put into practice both in my work life but also just in general Um, so I'm very appreciative of having gone through this program and I love it I recommend it a lot everyone everyone listening if you haven't done it right now go and do it you will thank me I can assure you and I will leave the link in the show notes if you do listen to that and you do want to jump straight in, you can find it there. Um, that was one of the things that stood out for me that you spoke about last time that like I kind of knew was true, but hearing it from you is so powerful, which is like the quality of coaching. So yeah. people listening to my podcast know that we only hire people that have been clients and then they go through um, a four to five month program and then go through a certification process and then go through a hiring process, mm-hmm. um, which sounds really rigorous, but it's done from a very loving collaborative space. Yeah, that really stood out to me that you were like, I've experienced coaching before, but the quality of this coaching um, stood out for you. Could you like share a little bit about that? Yeah, like I've been, I've had business mentors to help me specifically with like my own business. I've had, you know, general kind of life coaches, you know, all that, the full kind of spectrum, because I'm a very, I'm someone who's very interested in personal development, in in improving myself, you know, on a regular basis. Um, and so I think it's something everyone can benefit from. Um, but in terms of how I think this coaching 
differed from other coaching I've done. As I said, I hadn't had it in that context of, you know, business coaching and we're going to focus on time and, you know, productivity and come at it from that kind of business sphere. But then also the fact that it was, you know, 20 minute sessions. So it was like short, quick sessions that you can fit in really easily. It was so flexible. You know, sometimes it was a session a week. Sometimes it was we had like one a month if I was traveling for work, which I do a lot. And sometimes we had a couple sessions a week because it was all around how much sport did I feel like I needed that week? What did I want to talk about? And, you know, Emma would always have a structure of what you know different things that we could talk about so if I kind of came into a session a bit like oh I'm not really sure what to kind of talk about today she was like right cool let's let's talk about xyz and it was always really like on point she would bring up something and I'd be like oh my god yes that's absolutely what I need to speak about you know so it just shows that the training and all the work that you guys do behind the scenes is really applicable um but then I could also bring in something if there was something that happened you know in my work life that I was like I've really like this is what I'm struggling with like a big thing I, sh- I can struggle with is procrastination and a lot of that is related to anxiety and so we would like you know work that back and again like let's not just focus on your work and how how well you are doing with your time let's like really walk that back and I wouldn't have thought we could have gone that in depth in such short sessions in what is essentially business coaching but we did and it was so helpful and um I think like I said coaching is really great for I think everyone I think everyone can benefit from it but this like new movement into coaching that is targeting people in the workplace is so valuable and I think we're going to see a lot more people starting to jump on this being something that employees expect when they come into a workplace they should be getting coaching and you see it more for leadership, which is obviously needed, but just not just to make good employees, though, of course, you know, that's a good way to sell it to a business. We're going to make your employees more effective. But for their own well-being and their own mental health in terms of like that, if they are struggling at work, if, you know, if they do have that stress. And I felt that that coaching that I received really effectively touched on both of those areas. It was very business driven, which was great. But like I said, it's it's helped me in my own personal life and my own relationship with work, yes. which I hadn't seen before. So thank you so much. Something fun. I don't know if you even know this, but this like this and this podcast and my whole movement started around anxiety and procrastination. It used to be called Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done. And exactly that. I think the problem with a lot of time-based and productivity-based trainings is that they stay very much on the surface and solve full time and I don't think time needs solving for right it's like always fixed it's predictable we know what it's going to look like it's our interaction that's different so I love that you shared that yeah you really don't I really didn't need someone to come in and tell me how to organize my calendar like I know that. And if you're someone who struggles with time, you know that. You've probably Googled to your heart's content, how can I get better at productivity? So the fact that, you know, this your training goes beyond that. I mean, one of the things we even talked about, I know I throw in the word around a lot, productivity, but I was like, I'm almost sick of the word productivity because like, you know, I want to talk about not have I been productive today, but have I been like, have I had a fulfilling day? Mm-hmm. You know, and whatever that looks like. And that was something that we talked about 
as well um just as an example of how language can really make a difference it's not just about well we're going to teach you how to you know schedule your meetings during the day which can be helpful it's very top service (laughs) it can so be helpful and I think what happens I think we go to the root because what happens is we're like oh I'm going to schedule focus time for two hours every morning and then meetings creep in or something takes longer or the kid gets sick or you get sick or whatever and you're like wait now what do I do I used to coach a lot of doctors that were like you know I what do I do when the hour that I've allocated for the admin gets eaten into which by the way happens every day I'm like you stop scheduling the hour for admin you like you cannot one tool I think time, time management tools are great but they're not they don't work for every person every day. Yeah. Uh, and what I've seen and maybe you've experienced, I know for sure I experienced myself was a lot of blaming, shaming, guilting for oh, not yeah. being able to just follow the calendar, for not being able to just like do the things that I said I would do in five minute increments. Yeah, exactly. It's very like, why am I being so lazy? Why am I being so disorganized? Yeah. You know, especially because, you know, I'm a project manager. I come from a project management background, which is all about organizing yourself and other people. And so it would be like, I know how to do this. Why am I struggling to do this? I know better than that. Yeah. And it's like, well, because that's not the problem. That's not the problem. You can have like the most amazing system or tool and if you're not really addressing the reasons why you're doing the behaviors that you're doing, you're having the thoughts that you're having, it's just going to be another way that you can make yourself feel bad about yourself. You know, you've got to address, you know, if you're procrastinating, like you're saying about how you started as, and as I said, I came to realize that it was because of anxiety. It wasn't because I was being lazy or because it was, I don't want to do that work or whatever. It was because of like, I was worrying about something. And so I needed to, address that in order to address procrastination so yes yes everybody listen to what Christy just said we don't procrastinate because we're lazy or bad people or flawed we procrastinate because we are worried about something like if you're telling yourself this is going to be really hard or this is going to be really long or I this could get me fired or you know, lots of people are going to have eyes on this. So what, like you are literally motivated to put that thing off. Like it makes complete yeah. sense. It's not lazy. It's it's smart. Like you have yeah. a really smart brain. That's like danger. Let me not do the thing. It's trying to protect you. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, you know, as well, like changing that thought process. I would always be like, oh, why is my, why am I doing this? Why is my brain doing this? And then just to like flip that language around and instead be like, my brain's trying to protect me from something. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I love it for that, but that's not quite helpful. So let me instead like try to implement a system or a process, whatever that looks like. And also other things as well in my life that can help just decompress and not stress out my brain and help it learn that there's not, you know, a saber toothed tiger lurking in my inbox. It's, you know, so it can calm down. (laughs) Yes. And I love what you mentioned there about like, um, you said about not only understanding my brain but loving my brain and I think that's a missing piece for so many of us and I want everyone listening to think about like what's the difference when you sit down to your desk and you're like oh no I was gonna say oh shit and then I was like don't swear but I forget I can swear it's my podcast (laughs) yeah oh Oh, shit I um I didn't do the thing that I was meant to do yesterday and one option is to go into like well, that's because I don't, you know, I did this wrong and I did that wrong and I'm behind it and what that's going to create versus like, 
of course I didn't. I like had something come up or whatever the reason, it doesn't actually matter the reason. And then meeting that with understanding, compassion and like, okay, I've got you. And like, we can do it. Like one of those moves way faster. And that is the epitome of time hacking. It's not about being perfect and following everything. It's about how you respond to your most human self. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing, you know, instead of as you said, like beating myself over the head about, you know, oh, I didn't do this. I'm going to get in so much trouble. You know, people are going to, and a lot of time that fear comes from the place of, oh, people are going to realize I'm not that good. People are going to think I'm really bad. And, you know, they're going to realize that I'm an imposter or, you know, whatever it might Mm. be that's actually really kind of leading that fear. Mm. And instead kind of, as you said, coming at it from place of love, being like, all right, you know, come on, bitch, we've got this. Like, I'm going to stick on a candle. I'm going to put on some good, good music, make myself a coffee and I'm going to just sit down. I'm just going to get it done. And most of the time you're not going to get in trouble because people won't even notice because they're too busy trying to deal with their own things that they haven't done or yeah. if you do we'll just get over it it's not it's not the end of the world I'm like I can assure you I say this to myself all the time is my mantra it's like it's fine it's good it's not life or death like just send the email it's gonna be okay <laughs> yes I love that um I also you mentioned actually the actual program so for those of you listening you might not know this but what we have at time hackers is like a written out program so that you can show up to the sessions completely like i don't know what's going on but also the flexibility so that as you said um you can come to the sessions and be like wait this is something that i want help on this is something that i want support on Um, And I think that you shared a little bit about the value of that just for like being able to show up without having to prepare because I don't, I think oftentimes, and even when I was starting out getting coaching, I used to feel like there's work to do. I've got something to do in order to show up and create value from this time that I've allocated. So I'd love for you to talk on that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I think like sometimes when people might think about um, kind of business coaching or kind of support in that area, they might think about like when their business scheduled a meeting and they have to all go to this meeting room and they're going to get this really poorly printed out PowerPoint presentation. And, you know, they're going to have this really awkward kind of like ice breaking conversation or whatever, like hellish stuff our businesses try to do to help us. Um, It was the complete opposite, obviously. It was it was so that flexibility like for me and for a lot of people especially now I think in the kind of work environment that we're seeing a lot of people working from home juggling more than one job or role or looking after their kids or whatever it might be not having to schedule in a really kind of cumbersome strictly kind of managed hour two hour session instead like I said it was 20 minutes hop on zoom have your conversation you know it's enough time to kind of really break something down but without it completely taking over your morning you know I I could schedule it in between meetings and my lunch break before work and um as I said like sometimes we would have a couple sessions a week and I could just get you know you guys have got this really easy booking system book your time book your date that suits you and that's it 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 takes like 30 seconds to book a session or when I was traveling for work and I would just say, Hey, I'm not going to be available for a couple of weeks. Okay, cool. No worries. Whenever you're next available, there was no, no, we have to get it done by this time or, you know, or or whatever. Like there was never any pressure. Mm -hmm. There was never any like 
strict formality to it so it was very casual it felt like chatting with a friend a lot of the time and it was just so easy to work around my life and I think that just helped with you know um feeling comfortable to talk about things not feeling like it was this kind of like rigid kind of session or anything like that it was easy flexible and I could make it work around my life rather than having to organize my schedule around the program um so I bore that like for one of many reasons that is really why I recommend it and I think it would be obviously I was doing a one-on-one I think it would also be really helpful if you've got like a team if someone wants their entire team to go through it is well you know they're not having to take a load of time out of the day to do the session they're not you know don't have to worry about them being away from their desk or something for a super long amount of time 20 minutes have a coffee get it all done for your team in a day or a couple of days or a couple of weeks or whatever it looks like it's the flexibility is is a huge kind of um good thing about this program yes I think it's so funny because essentially we're supporting like high achieving busy ambitious people that are already typically like taking on more work and in doing all the things and it was a real consideration for us from like what is approachable and accessible and truly supportive. And yeah. I remember once years ago finding this program that was like, I'm going to help you with time, but you need to like give us three and a half hours a week. I was like, yeah. what? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's... because someone that's not good with time, that's probably not going to think of it. Yeah. You know? Awesome. So, no, like you could do it on your phone. That's the thing. Cause it's like Zoom. You can just, you don't have to sit at a desk and do it. You can do it on your phone it's fine and I think especially for like women if they're like trying to do their own business or they're looking after the kids like it's having that flexibility is such a win when you've got a million and one other things to do and almost comes a bit of like a self-care thing I know that word gets bandied around so much but a lot of people again women especially you know so much of our work roles and our home roles are in service to other people we're looking after other people we're organizing other people whether it's our families or our teams whatever that looks like so to be able to just take a quick 20 minutes and just have a chat talk about things that you're struggling with at a time that suits you in a way that suits you is is so helpful you know what's so interesting is often the companies that we speak to, um, I think we're so not conditioned to get the support ourselves that they're like, oh, I'm going to get this for my team, but not necessarily for myself. Yeah. So just had that happen. And it's like, obviously, it's a great and amazing, but I think you are speaking to something there, which is like, oh, I can see the value of this. I want this to support my team. And we don't think like what supports me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes, again, there might even be the sense of like admitting weakness if you, mm-hmm. especially as a manager, I think as well, you know, you don't want to kind of say that you don't have the skills in order to to manage or something like that. Um, but even if you do, even if you, you don't feel like you struggle with time, even if you're like, yeah, I've got it down, I've got my system, it's great. To be able to just improve upon that and develop it and talk to someone you know a third party confidential person that you can just talk about things mm-hmm. and can help you learn skills and again as I said that to me that challenging aspect aspect where I would kind of state something and I was challenged mm-hmm. on is is that really the case let's let's unpick that um I think everyone but especially managers can really can really help um 
you can only ever get better as a manager by doing something like this. And if you're a strong manager coming in and you can show these skills as an example, your team are going to really want to like emulate that and improve upon themselves. So it's almost like a win-win in a way, you know? Yeah, I mean, everything stems from the top. So a willingness to get support yeah. also stems from the top. So I appreciate exactly. that. Um, why do you think companies should care about this? Oh, I mean, <laughs> even if we just take it from the kind of slightly more cold-hearted perspective, you know, of if you do have a company that is just really caring about the bottom line, if you, it's been proven time and time again, if you have happy, fulfilled workers they're going to do their job really well. And because if you come in and you're in a bad mood or you're stressed and you don't know how to handle your meetings, of course, you're not going to be as efficient. I mean, how many like studies are there that the amount of times that people are actually efficient in an eight hour working day? It, I can tell you it's not eight hours. You know? yeah, I literally have this pulled up like 37% of the time. This was like something I was just reading. I wonder where it is. There we go. Employees waste 360 hours every year just searching for information within their business, absorbing 26% of salaries. Yeah, exactly. So if you have someone who's who know, who understands themselves and is less stressed because of it, is having that flexibility to implement a system that helps them achieve in the best way, that's only ever going to be a good thing for businesses. Mm. You know, they are going to save, as you just said, so much more money mm-hmm. by investing in something like this. Mm-hmm. But stepping away from that, because, you know, we all hope that businesses care a little bit more about, you know, about their workers than just the bottom line. Um, as I've said, having coaching like your program and in general improves the well-being of workers in in, in their home lives. If they feel supported in that way, and again, as you said, it's coming from the top, their company is demonstrating, we care about you, we care about your mental health, and we are also showcasing that by our managers going through this, you know, it's not just all talk, we're actually committing to this, we're putting money into this, time into this. You're only ever going to get better employees. Mm -hmm. It's going to help loyalty to a company at the end of the day. And I think especially with the younger um workforce as well like this is something and I really admire the younger workforce like the Gen Z's coming in because they know what they want and they know that they should be getting that Mm -hmm. it should be expected and I think they're right you know and having a company that can say we really care about our employees if you're stressed don't worry we've got you you know we're going to help you work in the best way that suits you we're not going to just chain you to your desk and make you work in this one way you know one system fits all thing they're only ever going to grow they're going to get a a more loyal workforce they're going to get a more efficient workforce you're going to see sickness go down because if people can manage their stress you're not going to have and I'm saying all this with an HR background as well so you know (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I forgot (laughs) yeah exactly so coming from that perspective you're going to see reduction of sickness you're going to see better engagement rate from your employees um as I say you're going to be more loyal you're going to get um probably your customer service is going to improve so your customers and clients are going to get a better service so they're going to be more impressed with your company it's only positives. It's just one aspect of the many things that a company can do to really like help their employees. But I do think it's a very important pillar in building a really strong foundation. Because at the end of the day, if a if an if a um company doesn't have a workforce, they don't have a company. 
no no amount of AI or robots or anything <laughs> will ever replace, you know, a really strong human workforce. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have you if you don't have that, you don't have a company. So yes. We always say things don't take time, they take people. Absolutely. Like, you know, you, you need people. You yeah. need you want people as well, you know. You yeah, want- like that yeah. human touch is just so important when it comes to any kind of service, you know, any kind of um product or, or business out there. Having happy workers, it's like happy employees, happy life. That is the way to think about it. Yes. Um and you just touched on it. I would love to hear from you with your HR background. Like, what would you say to HR people? Because one of the things, you know, we're having discussions with lots of businesses, and I would just love to hear from you. Um, any like kind of advice on what we could say to HR people, having been through the experience as we are looking to build new relationships. And if there's any HR people listening, get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, for HR, I mean, I know a huge push for HR departments right now, people services, you know, whatever they might be called, is engaging their workforce. Because Mm -hmm. especially after the pandemic, there is it. It's much more on like rocky planes, I think now. Uh, people's lives have changed and what their responsibilities look like with the movement to a lot of people working from home, um, which can, while being amazing, I work from home myself, I'm a huge advocate of it, um, but it can lead to isolation, especially if there are stresses in the home. Um, and, but also with a new generation of workers coming into the workforce who especially the ones who went through school during the pandemic they've had such a tough time they've had so little support they've had such they've had their foundation of what the kind of school to work life looks like completely rocked and so I know that HR departments are trying really hard to engage their employees to stop them from resigning (laughs) Let's, let's be very blunt you know we have the great resignment period of like what was it 2022 when everyone was just handing in their notice because suddenly people realized that actually life is more important and their well-being and their health is more important and if a company doesn't support that support a person in their well-being and their health in managing their stress even if that stress is not coming from the workplace they're going to lose their employees or at the very least they're going to have disengaged ineffective unproductive employees and that's just not going to help them in any way so um just I would all you kind of touched on already just really come at that people Mm -hmm. perspective Mm -hmm. that by supporting their workers by supporting their employees they are enriching their lives they're providing them with support both of their workload but also their mental load Mm -hmm. and it's going to not just make them more productive but make them happier healthier people and so they're going to see a lot of their metrics which i'm sure every company is under a lot of pressure to try and reduce you know um turnover and sickness and absenteeism and all that kind of thing that they can really impact those metrics mm-hmm. and it will be a trackable thing yeah to, to be able to come in do this program and be like just watch we'll hit your <laughs> <for sure." laughs> i love that thank you um yeah, that's really powerful to think about and to just understand, like, even those three metrics, I'm like, oh, that's, like, very powerful to, mm-hmm. um, and I think you also touched on something huge, which is, like, we forget we've structurally 
like flipped how we work upside down in the last five years and a lot of companies and I'm all for it all for like us finding different ways of working flexible hybrid remote all of it and a lot of companies are just changing their policies without offering any kind of training or support around it or or providing that very high level like how to work remotely you know how set up your office like close the door like no. stop distractions versus like no 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 how do I build the skill of working um, mm. and getting things done and connecting to my work and even switching off from my work when yeah. it's all happening in the same place yeah absolutely you know while it's been it's super flexible to be able to work from home you know reduction of commute and all that kind of thing you said that you know how do you switch off because suddenly there was this it went from being you know if someone was in the office then they were you could contact them and if they weren't they weren't in the office to you can contact people at any time now and I you see a lot I don't know about you but I see a lot of people writing in their email signatures I've sent this at a time that suits me do not feel that you have to reply straight away because a lot more people are now working after hours. And while the flexibility of that is amazing, there is, of course, a danger there. You know, is someone overworking themselves and a manager is not going to be able to see it because they're not there. Mm-hmm. And that communication of being able to just like have a coffee with someone because they're next to you at the table or something like that you're not able to keep as much of a closer eye on them. So you're, you're not going to see through emails if someone's struggling. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you have, you know, again, to go back to it, but like, you know, women, a lot of people realize that when kids had to study from home, that it was the, the mothers that were having to look after them. And I think also in the workplace, we saw a lot of during the kind of lockdown in the kind of year or so afterwards, a lot of people had to take on more roles because people were leaving and it was all very, this is just temporary. This is just temporary. And then it's continued because we've seen that it's possible. And so now it's, you know, there are kids work like studying from home a lot more and the parents are just having to deal with that. Or, you know, that people have got larger work roles now because of team Wow. Sorry. I think this point is huge. And I was just speaking with a friend about this who like now heads like the DEI team and the investments team and like multiple big teams because exactly like what you're saying, we're like, oh, if people can do it. So we've had, um, you know, lots of redundancies and teams shrinking and being like, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And then being like, actually, yeah, that doesn't need to come. Yeah. yeah. And what um, and again, how are those people being supported? And how are you losing your best employees? And what yeah. is that costing you? Exactly. I mean, there's this new phrase that's been bandied around. I see a lot of, you know, if you're an efficient worker, if you're a productive worker, you're going to get punished with more work. Mm-hmm. And of course, so then why should people be putting all of their effort in into doing that when they're not getting any support in return? Yes. And, you know so coaching again to go back to coaching is just one way that a business can not just show their employees that they care but actually really do practical work in providing a confidential safe space for their employees but also helping to facilitate a a conversation between them of are you okay because it's all very well to say oh well I took on this extra work and I could do it Oh, but, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line, you're probably burning out because you can't 
can't work at 120% all the time. That's fine for a short period of time. But if suddenly what was your 120% is now being seen as your 80%, Mm-hmm. And just like oh we can add another we can add another project in or we can you know add another t- we can add another three people to your team that you're now responsible for managing but we're not going to give you any support on how to do that yes your people are just going to burn out and it's just going to become this vicious cycle of losing talent yes and like retention of talent is so important for companies like company knowledge I think is one of the most vital benefits an employee can bring to understand how the company works who the company is you know all your clients whatever that may look like if you're just running through employees because they're coming in you're burning them out and then they're resigning your company is never going to benefit it's never going to grow and your employees are just going to not trust you as an employer so why should they do their best Mm -hmm. you know they're just going to do their bare minimum because that's what they have to do to survive wow yes that is such a good point. And I think that's what it requires. It requires us to look a little bit in the future. And I know like when I was um, in working in finance at a big company mm-hmm. and I decided to take on certifications at the same time. And before you knew it, I was in the office every day till 10 p.m. And then one and a half days at the weekend because no one was monitoring it. No, you know, no one was aware like how I was doing it. And when I would go in at the weekend, like no one was there. And of course I burnt out and I literally left the company. <laughs> so like I am that example. That's why I do this work, not because I always had it figured out, but because I was literally the example. Like if I was remote working then, I cannot imagine what I would have put myself through in in a in a rush to like succeed. Exactly. And again, those extra hours as someone's putting that in, because I've been in the same position where I've had extra responsibilities added, which don't get me wrong, I love because that's a really great way to grow and improve as you know, learning your skills. But it's hard for people anyway, to really quantify how much that extra work mm-hmm. is having an impact, how much extra time someone's having to do that. So to then also be at home alone, no one's got any visibility of all that extra work that you're doing. And, you know, it could be something as simple as, oh, well, now I have to run all these reports. Mm-hmm. And the other people might think, oh, yeah, that only could takes a couple of minutes. Not realizing it can take like up hours to build mm-hmm. the report or to go through the data, just as an example. Yeah. And so, you know, again, as I said, having coaching is a way to bridge that gap between yeah. the employer and the employee to ensure that they are supported in that role. amazing well thank you so much I'd like to keep these episodes I mean my interviews are always a bit longer but you know not not overwhelming for people to listen to and I just think you provided so much insight into the experience and what individuals can expect and what companies can expect and just appreciate you sharing sharing all of that and I guess as we close off is there like one or two things that you feel like either you've not had the opportunity to say but you wanted to say or just now you're like is there anything else I want to say um for anyone in this people listening would be individuals thinking about one-to-one coaches company coaching companies thinking about one-to-one coaching and or individuals thinking about could I ask my company for this one-to-one coaching program yeah I would just say on that in is number one you're worth it If you're wondering, is it worth, you know, doing something like this is, you know, is it a bit silly to want something like this? You're worth it. You're worth every minute, every penny 
on helping yourself, improving yourself, because at the end of the day, you only have you and you have to take care of you and if you burn out if you're struggling that not it's just not it's not worth it to get yourself to that stage so anything that you can do to pull you from that place and I've been there I get it it's hard but I would just say to anyone that's like oh I don't know if I should if this is for me it is for you and I promise you it will work it will help you um for people who are thinking about how do I maybe approach this with my employer, I'm maybe not sure what, you know, what they will say or what they think is it can never hurt to ask the question. It is something that I know in a lot of industries is becoming a lot more important. So I think for many businesses, it wouldn't be a surprise to get this question. And also employees will listen, employers, sorry, will listen to their employees, the more of them that speak up. So you might think, oh, I'm just like one person asking this question. I can assure you other people are thinking the same thing. And also business, a lot of businesses, you know, going to be um, optimistic here. A lot of businesses do want their employees to succeed and often don't know how to do it. And, you know, speaking from an HR perspective, we do really want to help our employees. We had such a passion for wanting the best for them, but we don't really know what exactly what it is that they need in order to be supported. So if you come forward and say, hey, I've seen this program and I think this would be really helpful for me or as a manager, I think it'd be really helpful for me and my team. This is going to make us a lot more like efficient, effective in our roles. A lot of companies will snap that up and be like, great, awesome. We need to tick that box. We didn't know how. We want to be here for you. Amazing. So what again, what's the worst? The worst that's going to happen is they say no. Um, but I think a lot of companies will really want to kind of jump on that and and implement a program like this. Thank you so much. And actually, I've had some people do it. And I think the worst that happens is that you don't get it immediately. You just have to wait a few months. Yeah, <laughs> there's all there's finance processes, guys. But all of this, like, you know. yeah. so, <laughs> so if you're, yeah, so, so if you're. <laughs> like if, that's what I would say to anyone if you're like oh maybe one day I would say don't assume that it's going to happen the same day yeah. when you're doing this through a company because our experience in doing this that way is like it can take a few months for a company to sign off on it um yeah so if you're you know don't wait till you're really desperate yeah like, exactly. there's nothing else because there's no guarantee we've had we've had both we've had companies move fast but you definitely see companies move slower than individuals that are like I'm paying on my card yeah especially like if you're looking at like public sector like they're going to just be by nature slow yeah. um having, having worked in that sector um but yeah keep at it don't yeah. think just because you maybe haven't heard anything that nothing's happening um use your voice you know assert your worth and if you need something ask for it yeah. and um a lot more times than you'd expect it will be positively received. So go for it. Yeah, you have to think like it's so much cheaper for a company to provide. I mean, our coaching is intentionally affordable. It's not like mm-hmm. we can charge, but it's got it's going to be cheaper for them to support you so you can stay in the role than it is going to be for them to lose you and hire someone else. That's yeah. a, a little tip I would say, again, from my own background, if you can go to your manager and be like, we've worked out the metrics of the cost of this program versus the lost time or or whatever that might be, you know, absenteeism or something. If you can go and be like, look, how much money you'd be saving by doing it, then you've already like halved the process for them because 
you know that's always going to be something that is that that comes up in the conversation um so yeah if you can like do that I think it'll it'll help your request I love that and if you want support doing that you can always email us because I think that we are building out like a pack that people can request to hand it to their HR so it's not ready yet but it's coming coming. (laughs) thank you so much Christy I appreciate you and your sharing and your time and your wisdom and thank you for being here thank you for having me it's been amazing Yay. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you feel inspired and ready to uh, lean into your worth and get the support if this feels like, if you feel like you're listening to this for a reason, this episode was meant for you, then jump on it. Um, The link will be in the show notes for one-to-one coaching. And you can always email team at vickylouise.com with any questions. Uh, Not .com. That's my old email. We started on mistakes. We're ending on mistakes. (laughs) Team at timehackers.xyz. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickylouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.